Hello there. It's that time again. Another episode of Escape from Precinct 13. Starring myself, Paul. Yeah. Doesn't quite have the Hollywood ring to it, does it? Yeah. Well, well. I need to actually start referring to myself at the beginning of the podcast because I think I've only done that on the one, the very first episode. So, anyways, today I'm going to be talking about Spider-Man Far From Home and just my views on it, thoughts, uh, see what I think of it, uh, where the franchise is going, uh, I look back briefly at the previous films and uh, just Spider-Man in general, see see what it's all about. So, so there'll be spoilers as per usual. Yeah, let's go. So yeah, I I didn't take notes for this. Uh, I don't go to the cinema and sit there with notes. Um, first few ones like that, I tend to just enjoy it and stuff. Uh, I caught this on Saturday. Just gone. Um, initially, initial thoughts. It was alright. Uh, it sounds harsh. I liked it. Really did. Um, preferred it over Homecoming. But there just seems to be a lack of something in these movies. And um, the last two, I can't, can't quite put my finger on it. It's not the actors. It's not Tom Holland. Um, yeah. It, the Spider-Man actors themselves, Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, and um, I just forgot his name. Tom Holland. I was going to say Andrew for some reason. Yes, um, they all seem to do very well in the role, and I like them. They're very likable. But these these last two films, I don't know if it's they're struggling to sort of hold a, hold a candle to. Well, the first two, Tobey Maguire, and I really enjoyed the Amazing Spider-Man. Excuse me while I take a swig of Blue Moon. Yeah, so... Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, great in this. Anyway, as per usual, he's great in most, most everything he's in. Uh, so anyways, yes. It follows the events of Endgame. Uh, Peter Parker has, you know, doing his usual stick of swinging New York, being a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, and he's gonna set off on a trip to Europe with his class. So, so he's talking to his friend, and he's wanting to um, sit next to Mary Jane on the the plane, that type of stuff. But sorry, no. The film opens with it's in a desert, like a little desert town in Mexico, and Nick Fury is there, and obviously they're getting this, some sort of seismic activity, and then this the big rock monster, one of the elementals, as they refer to, comes out of the ground. In Jake Gyllenhaal appears as Mysterio and says, "Oh, you don't want in any of this," and he's battling it, and then it cuts, and then it cuts to where I was just at, 
Um, I'm not gonna like sort of go scene by scene like I have with the Running Man and uh, the Omega Man. I kind of just go with the flow and what I remember certain points. So yeah, it's, it's, I thought the Mary Jane and these films would annoy me. She sort of annoying the last one, but she was kind of all right. This, which wasn't, yeah, too much of a headache. Um, yeah. So the uh, Happy Hogan's trying to get Peter to answer his phone because Nick Fury's looking for him. He's like Nick. Why is Nick Fury on me? And he's kind of like, uh, well, I'm going. On a school trip and cannot wait. And then he ends up going on a school trip to Venice. And then Nick Fury turns up and he's annoyed that he's been ignoring him. And but is I can't. Oh fuck off! I can't remember if. <laughs> Sorry, that was just me swearing at the notifications on the Chromebook. I don't know if it's the first time Mysterio turns up in Venice. I can't remember if that's before or after. Um, no. Yes, it's before. Yeah. The the water monster turns up with Hydro Man and starts wrecking havoc and then Peter Parker ends up bumping into Mysterio. Mysterio ends up taking down the monster, the Hydro Monster. And then he's introduced to, later on, Nick Fury introduces Spider-Man to Quentin Beck, a.k.a. Mysterio. Quentin Beck, nice guy. He's, just, he's made to be likeable. And I was hoping, I was kind of like, oh, this isn't the Quentin Beck I know from the comics, Mysterio. He's an actor, and he seems to... Like, I did generally thought I was still in two minds at this point. I was like, he seems legit. Um, I don't can't see him as a villain. So, the talking and then the, the, the scene all they have to go to, is it Prague? Yes. Where there's a big, the molten monster, which is the last one. Because Mysterious defeated them all on this world. He's from another world. And they killed his family. So anyways, he's... Peter's just... It doesn't delve too much into the teen drama, I think. Peter's sitting on a roof feeling sorry for himself because he just wanted to spend this weekend with Mary Jane. It hasn't all worked out. It's went tits up, so to speak. And Quentin Beck sits on the roof of the hotel and just talks to him. It's, nah, it's the bit of advice and stuff and so Nick Fury basically sends him to Prague, hijacks the he doesn't hijack hijack, he just keeps like the comedy part of it where it's where the oh look we've been upgraded, we're doing a tour of Prague and it's like but we're meant to be going to Paris. So they go to Prague and Mr. and Spider Man fight the big uh, the molten monster. That's what Spider Man gets his stealth suit. Because he's like, oh, the see Spider-Man in Europe, it's, and people know who that I'm there. It's 
going to be obvious. So once again, Mysterio, he says, oh, I'm going to do what I should have done a long time ago because this the giant um, molten monster is you know, taking its toll on him. He just, uh, Mysterio just flies straight through the middle of him and they, as if he uses all of his powers and yeah, the monster explodes and Mysterio looks like he's burning and like steam coming off him. Uh, Peter Parker goes over to see if he's alright. Uh, yeah. In his, which I thought this is gonna. This is when it starts turning. Quinn Beck was suddenly all right after this self-sacrifice that he was gonna do. So any af, so after that, like, um, Mister Beck says, "Oh, let's go for a, let's go for a drink." So they're sitting in a bar, in Prague. After it, uh, Peter's on the the old cokes because he's clearly not. He says, "Well, hey, I'm not twenty-one, but." I don't think you have to be 21 in Prague. I know you don't have to be in the UK. You're 18, so... I'm not quite sure... What the laws are. And anyways... Uh, it's all to do with these glasses. That's like the main focal point. Uh, Tony Stark's glasses. Because they've been doing the rounds as well on the internet. Suddenly they're like, oh, get Tony Stark's glasses. But they're actually a plot device. These glasses... He left Peter the glasses... Which evidently control all of Tony Stark's um, satellites and stuff that have got drones and missiles and that type of thing. But he doesn't deem himself worthy enough because on the way to Prague, it all got out of hand. Uh, nearly killed um, one of his classmates who was trying to get off with MJ. Which I thought was a bit stupid. I was just really... Anyway, it's like an artificial intelligence. So he looks at Mysterio as like this great hero, and he thinks of himself as just a kid. There's no, typically, there's no Avengers because he asks where Thor is. He asks where. Do you ask? Uh, Thor's obviously off world. He asks someone, and then Captain Marvel just like. Captain Marvel, and then he has some. Samuel Jackson says something like. I can't quite remember about it, but it, as if like he's punishing Spider-Man for mentioning her name. But that's at the start because Spider-Man's not wanting to deal with it, all this crap. Um, so yeah, they go back to the bar. Go back to the bar scene. Mysterio, yeah. <laughs> I could see for say I was like, there's going to be some sort of reveal here because. He's being too nice, and he's sort of. It's like when you, when weak-willed people can be controlled, manipulated, not in some sort of freaky fashion, but it's the power of suggestion. Now, Peter Potter puts the glasses on, and you know, Quentin Beck's like, "Oh, you look a bit doggy," and he says, "Oh, why don't you try them on?" And then Quentin Beck puts them on, and then Tony's uh, Tony Peter's looking at him, and he, he sort of resembles Tony Stark a bit. And that's when he gets the idea of, oh well, I'll transfer all the um, power and the control over to Quentin Beck because he's, you know, he's a great guy, he's a legit superhero. And obviously Quentin Beck, he's 
No, 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 don't give it to me, don't give it to me. It was given to you by Tony. You should be the one that has it. But no, Peter insists. Yeah. Oh, I did like the acronym. Um, oh, what was it? Even in death, I'm a hero. Is that what it is? Even in death. I'm still a hero. It's something like that. Even in death, I'm still a hero. Even dead, I'm still... It's something like that. Anyways. So yeah, um, Peter gives all the rights, switches all over to Quentin Beck, and Quentin Beck's like, you know, he's happy and he's, he's honoured to be an Avenger. So Peter leaves. And then this is when the the reveal happens. Peter leaves and then the people in the bar are like looking at Beck and then the room starts changing. And you realise that it's all been the room has been all holographic projectors. And now Quentin Beck's celebrating because he's just got what he wanted off Peter. And then this is the kind of the bit I didn't agree on. Now, Quentin Beck in the comics, he's the master of illusion. He used to be a Hollywood stuntman, but he's also great with prosthetics and special effects. <clears throat> now, the way the movies went, I thought it was great that it had holographic projections. It made sense. But the backstory for Quentin Beck is that he used to work for Tony Stark. And if you co- if you remember back to Captain America Civil War, you know where he's doing the talk. Tony Stark's doing the talk about yeah, when he's at the start when he's like a young teenager. He's mum and dad's house, and he's like he comes out and it's like all holograms and stuff. Well, that was Quentin Beck's technology. As it cuts back to that scene, and they've like CGI Jake Gyllenhaal into the that scene like as if he's off the stage watching and he gets pissed off because Stark names it something stupid like Dork or something and he's offended by it and he's just like my life's work and he's beetles it with some stupid name and then everyone that's in that room is apparently worked for Stark at one point he's even the guy from Iron Man 1 which he's talking to um Obadiah Stone, um, Jeff Bridges, but that scene is an Iron Man. That scene is an Iron Man, but I'm not sure if they just CGI this guy. In. I'd have to look that look that up. But yeah, yeah, all these people in the room seem to have a grievance for Tony Stark. And it's like I thought I'm meant to be getting away from this now. It's it's Tony Stark's gone, like. What, another film like about him sort of thing I know it's a Spider-Man film but it, it's still ooh, ooh. I thought it was great it made sense of Mysterio pretending to be the hero so you can get all the publicity and fame and everything you wanted but then that kind of it, it still would have made sense to me still would have made sense because even then he could have got control of that the the glasses with the you can control all the weapons weapon and stuff 
and he still could have used it as like a ransom thing and brought it a bit more believable. And then instead, he just wanted to make another creature the size of like Avengers proportions that he would have to fight. So, but it is what it is. Um. So anyway, it's you go for the teenager thing. Pete, Pete, they're all like all the school kids are meant to be flying back to New York. Peter goes out with MJ on the night time. They go for a walk, and she picked up something that were during the the battle with uh, Prague. The battle of Prague. It was a. Fuck's up, Beeman. Picks up like a. A web shoot. It was something covered in webs. And just like confronts Peter and says, "Oh, you're Spider Man." He was actually going to confess that he loved her, well liked her and stuff. But she cuts him off and says, "That you're Spider Man." He's like, "Me, Spider Man? Why would I be Spider Man?" The usual rhetoric. And she holds this thing in her hand with what's covered in web shooting, and then it goes off, and it's actually a projector of the one of the monsters. And that's when the like Peter clicks and is like, oh, Gwen Beck's been lying all this time. And then he also confesses to her that he's Spider-Man. Uh, I'm sorry, but what the fuck is the point in secret identities? Someone said, oh, well, maybe he revealed it because it it's harder in this day and age to for someone to catch you on the phone and I didn't like how they were calling the the spider sense the, the Peter Tinkle and I was just or something like that. And it didn't even seem to work properly until later on because it kind of went missing and then the spider sense became the plot point. So yes, he ends up where does Peter end up? He ends up going to Holland. Or Germany. Germany. Yes, he ends up going to Germany. And then he has this um Goes to Germany for this meeting, and Nick Fury's there. But Mysterio's found out now that Peter knows his secret, so I'm gonna kill him and stop ruining the surprise. And but that's probably the best part of the film is the the trippy scenes when Mysterio's using all these holographic projectors to f- fuck with Peter's mind. Like Mysterio goes, go to be giant. You go, it's, it's it's really trippy. Um, it's like the Doctor Strange sequence where he's going through all these different universes and stuff. It's it probably the best scene. Like, uh, yeah, really good special effects in this film are top top notch. But yeah, end up having a fight. Mysterio throws Peter in front of a train and ends up going to Holland. He wakes up in a jail cell with football supporters, Dutch football supporters, and just ends up escaping. Unhappy uh, Hogan picks him up, and that's when he creates a suit to back and black plane, plane like Tony Stark does. And that's just the way he built his red and black suit. And he says, um, 
He says, oh yeah, I, I love um, Led Zeppelin. I'm just like, Led Zeppelin? Fucking ACDC, damn it. And they kind of just, it, it, it's not really slow, the film paces, pace quite well. The battle scene in London at the end is pretty decent. And yeah, it's quite good how they do it and they find out that Mysterio gets found out. And then there's a couple of a couple of times as well where it looks like Mysterio's got him, and then with the might like with the holder of projector, Spider-Man stops him, and he's already practically dying at this point. So, but yeah, the film ends. Uh, he ends up going out with MJ and the swing in the city at the end. And it ends. And then I was quite surprised because the rumours were flying around about this awesome, fantastic cameo during the movie. Now, I scratched my head. And I was there. There was, there was nothing I couldn't remember. Nothing noteworthy, anyways, if I was blown away. So, what's the first pre credits, post credit sequence? Or mid credits, I should say. Uh, it's revealed. They have the Times Square, and it's, a, you know, like the big electronic billboards. And it cuts to J.K. Simmons as J. Jonah Jameson. And I was just like, ah, oh, that's cool. He's reprised his role again. And then uh, it cuts to footage of Quentin Beck revealing that Spider-Man is Peter Parker to the entire city of New York. And I'm just like, that's why I was like, what? And then it ends. So that was probably more interest, to be honest. So Beck still wins and fucks over Spider-Man. Yeah, but Beck's dead. <laughs> yeah, it was to be honest. It was actually great to see Mysterio on the big screen. I never thought I would see him on there. I always thought, how would you pull him off? But they did, and he looked good. Yeah, the ending, that post-credit sequence uh, with the scrolls and stuff, uh, didn't mean anything to me to be honest. I think I'm suffering from Marvel superhero fatigue. It seems to be going around lately. I came out of the cinema and I got in the lift. I was going down. This guy had a Spider-Man hoodie on. He says, oh, you just been to see it? I went, oh, yeah. He says, what do you think? And I sort of had that, the same attitude, sort of like humming and hawing, like a bit indifferent. I was like, it was all right. Just lacking some sort of something, it's like a spark. And he said the exact same thing. He says, I think they've done everything. What's that? Seven, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven Spider Man movies now. And obviously, not including like the Avengers and Civil War. He says, Yeah, it's just. He says, He was even going on about things that Spider Man can do and. He says, if you've seen it all, you've done it. it's done everything. 
Das ist, ja, was. The way they would make a refreshing, I don't know. I don't know. It just it kind of felt like they're just training them out now. Uh, end end game was like the crescendo that was like, boom, and then the payoff worked. And then what's that? When was that? April, May, June, July. Nearly just a what, two two month down the line. And then Spider Man just feels like yeah. I don't. I find it cheapened as well that they took them out of New York and put them in Europe. Don't get me wrong. They're very um, beautiful. The cities, um, Venice and Prague. But when you do that, it, I don't know. It just it doesn't. It feels weird. Like it's like in the comics when they used to do that. Like Batman in England, it, <coughs> I don't know. It's just there's no architecture. Like you meant to see Spider Man swinging through the tall buildings, and I didn't really see that. It's kind of that's another thing. Kind of let it down. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's definitely better than Spider Man three, and there isn't Spider Man two, especially for the amount of characters they've got on them. For villains, I mean, they haven't oversaturated the villain market yet. But apparently, Craven the Hunter is meant to be the. This is apparently the favorite for the next villain. Which, out of the main Spider-Man villains, ones that have been used: Green Goblin, Doc Ock, Venom in the shitty one. Sandman, uh, Harry Osborn's Green Goblin, um, the Lizard, Electro, Rhino, sort of, and then another Harry Osborn Green Goblin, as well as the Vulture and Mysterio. So Craven the Hunter would be one. Probably Venom Tom Hardy. I would have been more impressed if it was a Tom Hardy cameo. I know that's never gonna happen. But you got Carnage. But obviously that's owned by Sony, so no chance. Uh, the Chameleon. He's more of a Bale blist. Uh, Hobgoblin be good. I mean, seeing the Hobgoblin. Uh, trying to think, really. Spider-Man does have a, a great um, a great uh, cast of villains he's just like Batman up there oh Scorpion's another one that hasn't been in but he couldn't carry a film just trying to rack my brains Prowler uh, being villain but yeah, Craven. Craven seems the most sensible. But how would you do the film? I think what it is as well. Tobey Maguire obviously was thirty. Was he when he made Spider Man? And Andrew Garfield was in his twenties, mid twenties. 
but Tom Holland looks like a kid. I know Spider-Man is meant to be in high school. But I prefer it when they look more, like a bit more adult. I kind of keep thinking I'm watching a Disney high school musical at times. And I think it takes me out of it. Yeah. I know Spider-Man's meant to be more relatable to young kids. And Spider-Man is one of my favourite combo characters. He's definitely in the top. Top five, I'd say. Yeah. He's, he was like the gateway into it, I suppose, as a kid. As well as Batman Superman. I just, I don't know. I don't know where you'd go with the franchise, to be honest. His identity's been revealed, so maybe he's Craven the Hunter. Comes to New York to track him down and kill him. Someone puts a bounty on his head. I wouldn't mind if seen the scene Sinister Six at one point. But six villains, one Spidey film. This is it gonna happen? Probably not. <clears throat> yeah. But yeah, like I say, that guy said the same what I said, and then we just went with separate ways. That's what I like about the cinema, though. When you just talk to people, general chat about stuff you like. So I don't know. It's definitely better than Homecoming, but if you go through the Spider-Man movies, first one, Tobey Maguire, is <clears throat> a great starting point. <clears throat> I think it's. I would have designed the Green Goblin better. I think that's the only weak point of that film. But Willem Dafoe is great. Is Norman Osborn perfect at doing the split personality thing? Yeah. I remember when that film came out as well. Jesus, it's only fourteen at the time. Yeah, was that? Yes, aye, two thousand two. And the second one, which to me is. Perfect for a comic book movie. It's just a damn good movie itself. I mean, Alfred Molina's Doc Ock, perfect. Um, some of his monologues and stuff are great. I just love this, the the story of Peter being in love and he doesn't lose his powers really. It's just it's his mind. I used to have that the actual framed comic book cover of Spider Man No More, and I used to have the T shirt. Where he dumps the costume in a bin. Uh, I love the speech anime it gives him about heroes, uh, the battle on the the battle on the bank, and then the train. Um, revealing his identity to Mary Jane. And even the last scene where he swings out the window, and she just looks, like this is gonna be us for the rest of our life, and she's just got worry on her face. And I like how Alfred Molina. At the end, turns to the good, turns to be a good guy and saves Peter. Third one, uh, mess. Uh, too many villains. Uh, story, uh, bad casting for Venom. Two for Grace is fucking terrible. Absolutely terrible. Um, Flo Sandman was good. Uh, but then Harry Osborn's Green Goblin was shit. Just like some futuristic surfer guy. And then that was... Was that 2007? Aye. Yes. Yes. Aye. <laughs> Tom and Geordie. Yes. And then I believe it's 2012. Before we got the next one. Uh, Andrew Holland. 
Andrew Garfield, man. Jesus. Stop beating names together. The Amazing Spider-Man. Which I really enjoyed. I probably enjoy it more than the original Spider-Man. I still couldn't hold a can on the second one. But this did really enjoy it. I, th I loved Spider-Man at night. I thought the suit looked great. And the this one-liners and the quips from Spider-Man were great. Um, I thought the Lizard was a pretty decent villain, to be honest. Too. Uh, but then, spoiled all the second one. <sighs> Electro. Not the knock Jamie Foxx, he's a good actor, but absolutely fucking woeful. Best bits probably when they're in the Times Square. He has the fight, <coughs> initial fight with him. But nah, and then they do the snap and the next scene. Gwen Stacy, which was just poor. Yeah, yeah, then Spider Man Hunger Woman 2017. I probably enjoyed it more when I first seen it, and then when I watched it again, I was like, yeah, yeah too kiddie fied. Uh, prom and stuff. Metal King was the best thing about it, to be honest. And, and this one, yeah, so. If I was to do a ranking, it would probably be Spider Man 2, Amazing Spider Man, Spider Man 1, Spider Man Far From Home, Homecoming, and 3. Then Amazing Spider Man 2. I think. <laughs> Oh fuck off! I've got confused. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's just my initial thoughts. Really, this wasn't going to be a, a long one. Not by any stretch of imagination. I kind of feel like I phoned this one in. Just I don't know. Just yeah. Probably should have did do did this another day, but if I don't do it today. I'll probably not have time to do the rest of the week. Yeah. It's, if you're near the combo movies, obviously you're gonna go and see it. But I'm I'm wanting more stuff from DC if I'm honest. Well, uh, I'm honest. I know the Joker isn't anything to do with the comic book side of it. I just wish I had another Superman movie. I know Batman's coming next year, which I'm looking forward to. And reserve judgment on Robert Patterson until I see him. Yeah. I just wish Marvel had have came out and said we're not going to make any more movies for two years. I, I, I am starting to feel a bit fatigued. I didn't think I would. But when you've had something like Endgame. I don't know. <laughs> it's It's really hard to top. But yeah, um, like you say, sometimes film movies these days they don't they don't have the impact of some of them, and then some of them that you don't think will have an impact. Oh, absolutely, like the surprise you, um, Shazam surprised me. That was definitely a surprise. 
So, yeah, that was just my thoughts on it, really. I, th I think they'll go for Craven the Hunter. And I think they'll use another villain. Maybe he's a chameleon, because I believe they're half-brothers. <sighs> Shall the half-bros, I think. Shall yeah. Yeah, well. I think that's the way it'll go. Don't know when that'll be, probably two years away. Yeah. And next movie I'm going to see is... Annabelle Comes Home. Yes. I don't know if I'll do a review on that. Um, I like the Conjuring movies, but I think Annabelle, there's too many Annabelle movies. I mean, just need to cut back on them and make another Conjuring, to be honest. Uh, oh, and another rumour is apparently Halloween 2's, I don't know if it's still on principal photography or what's already shooting, but there was a rumour going around online the day before that they're going to shoot two back to back and then release them within the same month of each other which I don't think anything like that's been done before and then I read something else that apparently the one at the first movie was meant to be two films and that's why they tweaked the ending apparently because apparently it wasn't what they were originally going for which got me intrigued because if you want to start another cash cow with Michael Myers, you don't kill him and you don't blow his fucking fingers off. So now he's going to be walking around with three fingers missing. Oh, you can piss off as well. <laughs> so yeah. Very odd. Very odd. But we'll just have to see. Um, possibly do another retro review. I don't know what. I've got plenty to choose from. Might be a horror. I need to take Man out of the title. <laughs> like I've seen, I've put, I've uploaded the Omega Man, Spider Man, the Runner Man. At least the first one was Brightburn and um, Child's Play, so I'll try and stay away from the man's for a little while. Yes. Apparently, oh! Damn, just before I go, I was just looking at the Reservoir Dogs poster up on the wall. Uh, Tarantino's um, Once Upon a Time Hollywood is getting fantastic reviews which is great uh, I kind of went off Tarantino when he dipped um, I didn't really I still haven't really watched Death Proof and Inglourious Bastards I'm not really particularly fond of but Django Unchained and uh, Hateful Eight are great so, uh, I've got high hopes for this. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. And am I going to am I going to see anything after Annabelle? Uh, probably in a couple of weeks. It'll be Hobbs and Shaw. I'm actually looking forward to that just because uh, it'll be a popcorn movie and it just looks absolutely fucking ridiculous and fun. And the old school way, which was what I'm all about. So yeah, um, yeah, like what you hear, just subscribe, like say it real as it gets, um, just do this for fun, to be honest, 
You're listening to my boring fucking voice. <laughs> yeah. So. I shall see you soon. So, yeah, I'll, I'll try and post one every week. Um, just to let you know. It'd probably differ the days. Uh, sometimes I'll do two in a week in case I'm going to be having a week off work or whatever. And yes. Look forward to you all tuning in again. Subscribe, share. Just tell people to say, oh, listen to this idiot. <laughs> Wherever you may be. Yes, I am just a simple peasant from the north east of England. Yes, and that is me. So, anyways, yes, thanks for listening. And I shall speak again soon. Auf Wiedersehen.